Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hi, brothers and sisters. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. We want to pray for you during this segment, so feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. We'll all look and be praying for each other uh, during this time when we delve into God's Word more deeply. So let's put ourselves in His presence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, You are the God of love, and You give us the power to love as You love us. This is an awesome power. We can love beyond our human strength. And this is what Lent is about, opening our hearts even more to enable and allow you to lift us up beyond ourselves. That's what we want to do, Lord. The way of sin is just all about ourselves. The way of Lent and repentance from sin is to make it all about you and about the heights of love to which you call us, the power of love with which you empower us. Bless us now with a deeper repentance of our sins. And as we read your word, may we understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. This reading today is from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. That's from Luke chapter 6. Jesus with the woman caught in adultery. John chapter 8, illumines what he means by this do not judge. Because do not judge, by the way, the left loves it. The left lo- This is their favorite verse of Scripture. The left loves this, favorite verse of Scripture. Because what they're trying to say is, oh, don't judge, that, uh, don't pretend that there's such a thing between right and wrong or that you can tell that somebody else is doing right or wrong. Oh, yeah, there's a thing between right and wrong. Yes, there is, and we can know it, and yes, we can correct one another about it. See, that's what they don't want because they want to pursue with things that are wrong, the radical left. They want, to pres- they want to pursue things that are wrong, and they don't want us to try to stop them. They want to kill babies in the womb without, without hesitation, without restriction. And they don't want anybody coming along stinging their conscience and saying, hey, maybe this is wrong. So this is why how they use do not judge. why this is their favorite verse of Scripture, because they completely misread it, deliberately distort it. And it's like, oh, don't tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. That's not what this is about. The woman caught in adultery. Jesus saw that others around her were all too eager to condemn her. They wanted to stone her. It was a terrible, terrible way to die. Terrible punishment, the stoning. And Jesus looks at her, and and Jesus, of course, can see into her heart. He can see into her soul. We can't, and that's one of the meanings, by the way, of do not judge. It's one of the meanings. 
that we cannot see. I mean, what's going on between, and I mean, we can only know what somebody is thinking by them expressing it in some fashion. We can't get into the mind. And where a person's heart is, I mean, we don't even, we, 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 we can't even be certain at times of where our own heart is, much less the heart of somebody else. What are their real intentions? What are they really after? How much responsibility do they have? How much guilt do they have? Where do they stand before God? What's the measure of their repentance? What's the measure in which they've taken account of the grace of God? How clearly do they know the law of God? How much have they calculated that in terms of what they should do and what they shouldn't do? How much have they prayed? Well, we can't measure these things. Do not judge. Only God can see on the inside. But you know what? The rest of us can also see on the outside. And that does tell us a lot. Jesus sees this woman caught in adultery. The ones who wanted to stone her, they saw and they saw accurately what she had done on the outside. And they were correct that this was a sin, that it was wrong, that it should not be tolerated. In that, to that extent, they were correct. But then Jesus put it in a bigger context. He didn't deny that, it, that what she did was wrong. He said, well, the one among you who has no sin, be the first to cast the stone. See what he did? He said, look, every, can everybody please here have the humility to realize that as Paul would later say to the Romans, we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All of us. All of us. And they began to walk away fully aware of their own sin. In fact, some people say that when Jesus was waiting for them to walk away and he was writing with his finger on the sand, we don't know what he was writing. Maybe he was writing the commandments to remind us of <clears throat> the ones we have transgressed. So, but then he said to her, I'm not condemning you, he said. No need to be stoned here, no need for punishment. I, I'm not going to condemn you. But from now on, avoid this sin. He said it clearly. Avoid this sin. Sin. See, it's not like the left, oh, do not judge. Why do not judge? Well, because what I say is right is right. What I say is wrong is wrong. And I don't have to go by your moral standards. Well, of course, they mean more than that. They don't only mean they don't have to go by our moral standards. They're trying to say they don't have to go by God's. Do not judge. Let's not yet let the left redefine this passage. Do not judge means... Be generous and forgiving in others. If somebody does something, it's not a matter of making believe that sin isn't sin. But if somebody does something and you're not sure why they did it, why don't you give it the best interpretation? I mean, this is not, I'm not, this is not being naive. I mean, we know the dynamics at work. The longer we live, we see the dynamics. We know about corruption. We know how things are in politics. We know how things are in business. We know human nature. But I'm just saying... In terms of the relations we have day by day, you know, a fellow employee walked by you in the, at the office this morning, didn't say good morning. Don't take that as, oh, well, yeah, look, look, uh, they don't like me anymore. You know, maybe they just got news that a good friend died and they're kind of, you know, absorbed. And, and, and you don't know why they didn't say hello to you in the hallway. You don't know why. Don't give it the worst interpretation. Don't take offense where there's no need to take offense. And if somebody, you know, came in and they're overly tired and 
don't presume that it was because they did something wrong. Maybe they stayed up all night, not partying, but to help a friend who was in need. Give the best within the bounds of, uh, look, we're all reasonable people. We're all experienced in life. We know, we know what's going on. But I'm saying within the bounds of, of, of reason, where reason permits a, a, an interpretation of something that's better than another interpretation. Don't pretend to know what you don't know. And, and give the best possible interpretation of people's actions. And if they have sinned, or if somebody tells you they've done wrong, don't be so quick to believe the worst. And certainly don't believe false accusations and malicious speech, which we talked about in another broadcast recently. It, 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 give the best possible interpretation. And reserve judgment as far as the evil intentions, unless people make their evil intentions known, sometimes they do, then it's not a matter of you judging, it's a matter of they just said so. But the measure with which we measure will be used to measure us. We want people to be understanding about our faults. We want people to be understanding and forgiving about our sin. Final point about do not judge. It is God's judgment that counts, not only about our sins, but about our value. God has made a judgment that He would create human life. And when He created human life, He found it very good. That's the judgment that counts. You are worth more than many sparrows, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. You want to know the judgment that God gives about the value of human life? He became one of us. To him who gains the victory, furthermore, he says in Revelation 3.21, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. That's his judgment about human life. That it will sit with him and reign with him forever in glory. So how can we judge human life to be disposable? Where do we think we get the authority to write off human life just because it's some piece of paper that comes from a court? Where do we get the idea that we have the authority to write off the value of a human life and consider that life disposable? Where do we get the authority to permit abortion. Where? Do not judge applies to this too. Do not substitute your judgment about the value or lack of value of a human life for God's judgment, which says unequivocally, this is good, this is sacred, this is mine, and will be with me on the throne forever. That's is God's judgment about the sanctity of life. And that has got to be the one that is decisive and stands firm instead of us trying to replace our flimsy, corrupted, erroneous, selfish judgments about whether somebody's a person or not or whether a baby deserves the kind of sacrifice on our part to make room for that child and let that child live. Do not judge. It's at the seat. It's at the center of our pro-life effort. Not only because we welcome, like with the woman caught in adultery, we welcome back and we just embrace with love and lift up with forgiveness those that have had abortions. 
Let's have no question about that. We who reject abortion do not reject those who've had abortions. I'm the pastoral director of the largest ministry in the world for healing after abortion. But the fundamental point here about not judging the value of a human life to be any less than what God Almighty judges it to be, that's an interpretation of do not judge that we should proclaim from the rooftops. God bless you. Let's pray. Every human life, every human person, every sinner, Lord God, we lift up to you today. Everyone who has fallen short like we have over the last day, and because of weakness, let us be merciful in how we look at them. Let them be merciful in their thoughts and opinions about us. Lord, it's so easy to judge. We're guilty of rash judgment every day. We just jump to conclusions or we easily believe bad reports or we just take the worst interpretation of people's actions. Save us from this, Lord. Deliver us. And increase the respect for life in our society that we may substitute our judgments with your judgment of how sacred, how worth sacrificing for is every human life. We lift up all our prayer intentions, Lord God, and all our praises, and we combine them into the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thank you for being here. Invite others in to join in these programs, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.